I V M. Welcome to episode 17 of uh, Edges and Sledges. Uh, big one today, just one hour before the third T- England, India versus England T20. So, as always, I'm Varun. I'm based in Singapore. My co-blogger Ashwin's in Toronto. We've got DJ um, in based in London, but in Cardiff today. He watched the second one live. And we've got DJ's friend um, as well, Vikram, who's based in Delhi. So, hi, Vikram. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So, tell us a little bit about uh, your cricket journey. Are you as big a fan as, as the three of us? How's it been like? Are you, are you into cricket? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to believe so. Like any average Indian young guy growing up, I've played a fair bit of cricket. I've watched a lot of cricket. I'm also uh, crazy enough to travel across the world for cricket. I also came to Cardiff for this match. Uh, awesome. So. Yeah, it's it's been good. Quite excited. Yeah, we're currently sitting in a hotel in in Cardiff at the moment. I'm even wearing my India jersey. Given yeah, it and and that and that's unwashed, right? So Vikram, I feel bad for you. No, I had mine as well, but it just got more dirty. Uh, DJ was sitting nice and proper, and I was the one cheering. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting like very peacefully, man. It's brand new, so yeah. <laughs> But uh, tell us, Vikram, just an interesting perspective from somebody who lives in India. Like three of us, of course, live outside. Um, yeah. Anything to do with cricket, we try to kind of uh, be on the ball. Uh, I think it's not so much in our face. It's not in the news. It's not that, that much in the newspapers we read. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think I think I follow more cricket through Instagram and what the cricketers are eating and yeah. who they are yeah. marrying and dating and stuff through Instagram. Yeah. But from your perspective, uh, living through it, two months of IPL. India-England yeah. series two months after that. What is it like? I mean, what is it like being somebody who watches cricket in India? Right. Yeah, it's great. There's both sides to it. It's great because there's some cricket that's always on. If if it's not live, it's uh, recorded shows, uh, recorded matches, which are always playing 24 hours on TV. And there's always, there's now a lot more talk on selection, on uh, the lives of cricketers, on fitness. Recently, there was so much uh, hype about the yo-yo. Well, I don't know if it's a hype really, but whether the yo-yo test is a good or accurate test because it's used by basketball players, whether that should be applied in India. And the general public is getting involved in all of this. So uh, the flip side is that a lot of people have started to lose interest in, say, the IPL because now there's so many matches, there's two matches per team. You don't really know what's live, what's not anymore. So there's always cricket that's on. So, uh, but for cricket fans like us, uh, any cricket is great. Uh, another thing that it does is that a lot of people see it gives a lot of data, right? And a lot of people are interested with this data analysis, and that enables the teams to prepare better. That enables people to know cricket much better. That enables the staff selection team and all of that to just have the analysis in place. So every bowler for a left-hander batsman or a right-hander, which country, which kind of pitch, they have all the kind of data. So that is also happening because there's always cricket going on. And, you know, going on from there, you have spinners who become predictable in a year because there's so much analysis that's on. And uh, not... But... The good side to that is that even people like us or people who don't play that regularly anymore, they understand what's happening. So, it's great. It's yeah. exciting to be a cricket fan in India. And, um, of course, there are two religions in India. and There's cricket and Bollywood. And when both of them match, there are uh, sort of stories and gossip going around. So, um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah, awesome. That's pretty good. In fact, 
you mentioned about the analysis that's that's very interesting i i i saw a video somewhere that england has actually got a bowling machine that kind of mimics kuldeep yadav's yeah. bowling uh, because they've yeah. got merlin is it okay yeah, yeah. merlin yadav we'll we'll call him merlin yadav merlin yadav <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think that's interesting the other point that was interesting you mentioned it's always on tv so yeah i have 10 10 sports and star cricket always on and what i love about um, the channel is there's a show there's one show and uh, i've told ashwin and ej about this before it's called india glorious yeah yeah, right? yeah. i see those uh, yeah even i see those them but what i love about it is just before they go into the ads break for india glorious they make it sound like can india recover from this two wicket yeah. early uh, <laughs> situation will and india it's real time right <laughs> yeah can india win this game see you soon on india glorious and it's like this yeah, is the yeah. best show ever because they try to create suspense but yeah interesting fair point i mean i also get a lot of feedback that the ipl is too much i also know people uh, who live in singapore who just say ipl is kind of the best time of the year so it's a, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good mix and balance um, um, cricket channels are there now on sony like six there's a hindi one there's an english one there's hd one sky one and sky one hd play the same thing in the in like when they when they're playing it's just one is in hd and one is not but in india like all of them seem to be playing different yeah. games and i was watching yuvraj singh smash england around uh, from 2002 i was like dude i haven't seen this except on youtube but it's like it's basically i think sony is just an amazing channel they like i yeah. landed in Dan Karan Arjun was playing. <laughs> Just like dude, this is like being a kid again. Awesome. Dude, but it's been play for the last fifteen years every time. Yeah. Every fifth day. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's let's move on to talk a little bit about cricket in the week. So very quickly, there have been a couple of uh, big games before we get to India, England. There's the Pakistan, Zimbabwe, and Australia tri series, and in fact, the match literally finished fifteen minutes ago. and pakistan like the champions trophy final i think uh, they 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 pulled it off i i didn't expect them to win to be honest they were they lost two wickets in the first over chasing a score of 187 glen maxwell picked up two wickets and then the same guy who scored a century against india in the final fucker yeah. he yeah. um he, he kind of came out yeah fucker fucker mujhe us par fucker hai but uh, yeah uh he he kind of came out and did really well for them i think scored 90 something sarfraz of course got a run out again as per usual but um shoaib malik was there so mm. yeah so so interesting interesting series um i think the one thing i wanted to call out is aaron finch right i think he hit 172 which is i think fastest 100 in that game they were 223 when they lost the first wicket and i think he was 172 and darcy short was probably 46 so just a quick question on aaron finch ashwin do you think this is his time i mean that the two out of the top 3 are not playing for australia uh, i somehow always felt he's really good and i don't know maybe he's the ajinkya rahane of australian cricket playing everywhere in the order but any any thoughts on that yeah i mean i i think yes it is his time but i think it's also worth remembering he hit the record for the highest t20 the biggest t20 century bettering his own record sorry t20 international century bettering his own record so he had it already right so sometimes i think we take finch for granted i think it's his inconsistency that lets him down but to your point like i've been you know 45 minutes away from my home in toronto smith and warner have been playing for the past week and a half and i've seen warner make five back to back single digit scores so i think you know it 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 may remain to be seen whether even at the end of the 12 month ban if warner gets his shot back in the side or with all the struggles going on in the top order finch can finch can cement his place and i i think 100% 
this is Finch's time and he knew it. He knew he had to step up and maybe it's against weaker opposition, but you know, that is what it is. Everybody's got some stat padding done against weaker opposition. I think credit to him for stepping up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it was interesting because I also read online uh, this week that I think Cricket Australia very clearly said that we're not going to shorten Smith and Warner's uh, 12-month ban because there was talk of them, you know, having taken it so graciously, taken it so well. But that was interesting because I think three of us had discussed before the India series in December, they might be back. Still yet, it remains to be seen. But uh, as of now, Cricket Australia has said it will stay for the 12 months. All right. So, so moving on to the next big game, Bangladesh versus West Indies. So, won't go through too much detail here. But the only one thing I wanted to call out is in the when the, when the match actually took place, a friend of mine messaged saying that I didn't know a Bangladesh-West Indies T20 is going on. Because he basically logged in, saw Bangladesh 43 all out in 19.1 overs, and he was really disappointed that in a T20 game they hit uh, only 43. I think an hour later he found out it was a test match, and uh, he just kind of lost his cool there. And, was, and I think it comes back to the debate that, you know, are the top five teams in, in cricket playing on a different level, and the bottom five teams, you know, um, 43 all out in a test match for Bangladesh, it's a test playing nation, kind of not acceptable. But um, West Indies won that by an innings and 219 runs. However, even Jason Holder did say that uh, he, he expects Bangladesh to come back strongly. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, next week, we'll probably cover the second test of that. The last... I just want to stop you there for a second. When you said the, yeah. the big game of the win, other big game, I was like, Bangladesh West Indies the next big game. Yeah, that's why I was trying to set it up, man. For the like, no one, I'm pretty sure, apart from the 43 not out, no one would have, like, at all out, no one would have even no known this game is on. Yeah, and but that's why when the 43 and 19.1 came, it was very confusing. Yeah. Actually, even I didn't know. 43 is not even Bangladesh's lowest test score, which is pretty sad. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. What a stat. It's I don't 37. I don't I don't have a thirty seven. There it is. The crumb comes with the stat, but it's not forty three. They all, they did better than they lowest. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I guess it's progress, man. Yeah. I did I just wanted to say I think the thing I'm most excited about is if you watch the highlights of the videos, the West Indies fast bowlers are, are like from the 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, these young guys, Jason Holder, uh, one of the senior folks on the team was saying, there's a crop of about 15 West Indies fast bowlers to choose from. And the way Roach and Gabriel, yeah, they're not young, but the way they stepped up, I mean, I, I'm hopeful for the sake of the game that, you know, we come back to a day where West Indies has yeah. four phenomenal quicks who people are yeah. scared to face. It's just mm-hmm. exciting to see that. Now, it's hard to say if Bangladesh is the right benchmark, but it was nice to see. Yeah, uh, on that, in the Canada T20, I was watching Tino Best bowl to uh, one of the young West Indian B, uh, the junior West Indian team. And Tino Best is 37, yeah. and he hasn't made it back to the team. And he's he was bowling, like, super quick. Three, He was bowling at 148 and stuff. He's 37. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. And he hasn't... Back, so hopefully better days on the horizon for the West Indies team. I mean, but when, yeah. I was, when I was at the T20 games, Fidel Edwards got man of the match. He bowled four overs, one maiden, four wickets for eight runs. Sorry, it wasn't Tino Bell, yeah. it was Fidel, Fidel Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, so that's who you're talking about. Sorry, but yeah, sorry. I mean, just it was a phenomenal spell of bowling. And he was bowling against, I think, Gale, Russell. Um, it was not an easy mm. lineup to bowl against, but he just bowled phenomenally. So yeah. Yeah, so this was part of the cricket always on in India. I, like you turn it on at any time of night. There's a live match playing somewhere. Awesome. So I was watching yeah. this when I was here last week. Anyway, let's carry on. Awesome. Okay. And then lastly, before we move to India, England, sorry, I just want to talk about this a little bit. Is the India A tri series in England? 
and India ended up winning. Just to um, just to give everyone a quick summary, so there were three teams playing. They played each, against each other twice. India and England both lost to each other once. West Indies A could not win a single game, and um, and in the final, India A beat the England A team. Uh, Rishabh Pant, I think, at sixty four. Again, proving that you know, kind of, he's uh, he's he's. I think playing overseas is crucial for him. So I'm glad that he was able to come out and play a, um, a match-winning knock. But the other thing I know that's interesting is Mayank Agarwal scored two back-to-back centuries after a terrible, terrible IPL. Okay. And uh, before the IPL, everyone was talking about his domestic season. During the IPL, every game he went out, people talked about his form and the domestic season, but he just couldn't perform. But um, hey, two, two back-to-back centuries is not too bad. Phenomenal series, I think, especially the comeback. You know, they, these guys were falling. The in- India team had fallen behind pretty badly. And the, the the incredible comeback led by Shaw. I mean, Shaw, some people were saying Shaw's knock looked in the latest game, looked like an ODI or a T20 knock even. I mean, he was hitting boundaries like nobody's business. So I think really, really exciting. Dravid's Dr- obviously doing great things with those kids. Yeah, I mean, and Shaw hit 188, man. So that uh, balls, right? Of 160 something. Balls. Oh, 169. Yeah. 169 balls. Yeah, so yeah. I think good good for the future of uh, India, Indian cricket. But uh, talking about Indian cricket, let's get straight into the T20 series. Two matches have happened. It's one all. Ashwin, do you want to take us through the first one? Yeah, I'll just quickly wrap it up. So after much hype, um, this is the number, I think, number three and four T20 teams in the world, but but the number one and two ODI sides in the world, which is interesting for the ODI series coming up. England batted in the first match. Butler continued his phenomenal form. So they actually got off to a really, really strong start, losing the first wicket for 50 runs within the power play. And then they were 95 for two in about 11 overs. So it looked really well on pace for 200-ish. And then, of course, as has been much in the news, our left arm wrist spinner Kuldeep Yadav came in, picked up five for, I think it was five for 24, and just just stole the game away from them before Rahul came in, cemented his spot, I think, in the T20 side. We've spoken a lot about where Rahul should bat, should he play at all. And he hit this beautiful century. You could see by the by way of his century celebration just how much this meant to him. Where And he, he spoke after the game about how it was one of his most emotional, most passionate knocks, right? And I think we were messaging each other. Some of the shots were just, you know, like he had no business hitting such shot, some shots that looked so clinically perfect and still went for six. So just, I mean, it was all about the two young players, Kuldeep and Rahul. Match finished, you know, pretty, on a pretty tame ending, nothing overly exciting. And, and you know, DJ will talk about the second match. But after the first match, all the talk was about, you know, is England overhyped because they've been playing poor oppositions? This was less than... 10 days after they beat Australia 6 nothing, And here comes the Indi- this young Indian side and, and blows it out of the park. So really strong result for the Indian team. Uh, good cricket all around. But I think exactly what we discussed, I think it was exactly a week ago, is, hey, England yeah. side is good, England batting is strong, but can they play spin? And the answer <laughs> in the first T20 was no. But then we then we saw what happened in the second. And it was really interesting because uh, I saw, I couldn't see the game. It was too late for me. But I logged on and saw the highlights. And, I think those two balls from Kuldeep Yadav to Bairstow and Joe Root were just incredible. I mean, those guys had no idea what was happening. They were playing early. I think the ball went through them. There was enough time for Dhoni to even not collect the ball properly and still get a stumping. That's how much of kind of no clue they had, right? So it was quite amazing. So DJ, anything you want to add on that and talk about the second T20? No, I think the first game was was great. It was just the two things we talked about last week. Rahul uh, being one of the key players and Kuldeep Yadav even maybe playing the test matches as, as one of the mystery, well, 
wrist spinners. So uh, Vikram and I came came to Cardiff to watch the second T20 with high hopes. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out as well. India lost uh, the game, but I mean there were a few interesting moments. There one Shikhar Dhawan dropped his bat and got out, uh, run out quite comically. Obviously, Rohit Sharma got out quickly, which personally I quite enjoy because I don't I don't like him. I don't rate him. I'm tired of watching him bat because he's always batting when I watch a game. And then Kohli and um, Kohli and Rahul. That was when we thought that kind of India is going to kick on and stuff. Rahul got out hitting quite a strange shot after his usual... I mean, he didn't hit a single shot backing away in that in that 100. Just playing kind of classical drives and stuff. And then it was a really strange shot that came out of the blue. I mean, the only kind of cheer we had in the first seed, in the first part of the innings was when um, it was the last over. MS Dhoni taking 22 runs off the last over. Of, uh, and that was, I mean, great to watch and stuff. And then, obviously, the English guys have been doing their uh, homework on... Um, Kuldeep and Chahal, where uh, they, I think they just went after them and they had the right people to do that. Morgan was really good against uh, against them. Alex Hales played a great innings. Yeah. I ca- kind of kept his head and so that's showing us that Butler is Butler Hale. All of these guys are kind kind of getting being able to finish games for England and I mean it's set up beautifully for the thirty twenty which starts in what forty five minutes to half an hour and it's going to be a, a crunch game. Um, it, the first set of bragging rights will be with whoever wins that game. So, I don't know, Vikram, whether you had anything to add to that. Not really to the second match. Uh, maybe perhaps the fielding a bit. Uh, Shikhar Dhawan's catch was oh, yeah. really good. So that right was, in front of us. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was right in front of us. And that was uh, a high point for us. Also, the fact that, given the fact that you know our score wasn't that much, but they still won in the last over. So, uh, that means that we still had the bowling to sort of restrict them towards the end. So that's that. Maybe that's a slight positive for us. But then uh, the fact that they could read Chahel and uh, Kuldeep Yadav mm. maybe is sort of not such a good signal. So let's let's hope uh, these wrist spinners, like someone like uh, Rashid, can also you know have some new variations and constantly innovate. Mm. So maybe we can have hopes on that account. Yeah, but great atmosphere at yeah. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, English supporters were out in like yeah. full and the Indians were obviously yeah, always yeah. there. All fireworks going off. And I, I don't think I've watched a T20 game in England before. I watched one-day games and test matches. So this was quite a great atmosphere. I mean, everyone was having a good time. Uh, it was all in good spirit. And yeah, uh, not a great result for us. What about Kohli dropping a catch at mid-off? Yeah, that was a simple one. Yeah. But uh, that said, I think he got one three or four balls after. Mm. Not that that's uh, an excuse to drop the first <laughs> one. But yeah, that that was uh, maybe just the situation got to him. Or at yeah. times, you just drop sitters. Happens to everybody. And then he uh, celebrated like he yeah. like scored a World Cup winning goal. Yeah. <laughs> he just like took an easy catch. Anyway. Yeah, maybe you guys have spoken about this already, but I've always wondered if MS Dhoni should bat a little up. I'm not sure. I just think that now he's since he's freer and he's already had a good season, but then that would be on the cost of these younger players who you're probably grooming for the long term. But I personally feel that Dhoni should bat at four. Uh, and I don't know how you know the rest of it falls in because Kohli, I think Kohli is ideal for three, but then Rahul is also really good. But Dhoni, I think, not lower than four or five, maybe. Maybe even before Raina. But then Raina doesn't get the number of balls he needs. That's something that I've always had in my mind, that Dhoni should definitely now be slightly higher up. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. I think we've debated the lineup a lot on this show. And I think while you were describing it as yourself, you'll probably realize there is no answer. 
right? Yeah, because yeah. Um, there, there's there's too many there there's too many variations. There are too many people who are are ready to play in many positions, which is a, which is a good thing. But I think what you last said is I don't know if it makes sense to play Dhoni up the order for the future of Indian cricket. I also yeah. think you probably need somebody to bat with Pandya and Raina in the last twenty of a ODI game. So that's where it becomes interesting. But two, just two quick points, right? As we wrap up this section, one, I think Kuldeep and um, Chahal, yes, they need to innovate. They need to keep getting variations because teams will figure them out. There's a year to go for the World Cup. DJ, I don't know if you remember, but even in the pink ODI that we saw, it was either ODI number three or four of the South Africa series, Chahal and Kuldeep were just taken to the cleaners. AV was hitting sixes of them. Klassen was kind of hitting them out. I think even, I'm, I'm bad with names, but even one of their bowling all-rounders came out and cleaned yeah. Chahal, and, uh, Chahal and Kuldeep. So, yes, unless they innovate fast enough, they are going to get found out. Uh, so, so, they, so, they need to keep doing that. The second point I also want to make is, yes, Rahul has come at the expense of Kohli at number three. It may not be the right move. I mean, I was telling Ashwin, right, as I was watching the highlights, I had goosebumps when the commentator said, uh, Rahul walking into three for India, right? I actually looked up at the screen to see if Dravid was walking in. Uh, but it sounded, it sounded good. It sounded familiar. But I, I think the point for me is, I think as, a, as, as cricket lovers, we need to be sure that uh, Rahul deserves that spot. It's early. We need yeah. to groom him. We need to give him the chance. I also think we need to define his role a little bit. If you're going to play him at number three, then tell him you're going to play at number three for the next year and allow him to do that. If you're going to play him at four, again, give him the heads up, right? Everyone needs to be known their role. The other And the last point is, you know, Shikhar and, and, and Rohit have done enough over the last five years to kind of cement their play. Rahul has not. So Rahul needs to be given enough chance, but Rahul needs to take it very seriously as well. I think Rena needs... If he's not bowling, as you said in last week's show, he just has to be. He has to be gone. Yeah. Uh, either Krunal Pandya bowls and and bats. I mean, he's going to give you the same runs that Rana will give you. Probably more. I don't know. Pandya is a good bat, left-handed. Or Karthik plays. I mean, he's just. A, it's nothing. It's he's not adding anything to the side, in my view. Yeah, he's not. He's not adding anything. It's that short ball issue. It's England pacers know how to kind of get to him. Yeah. So so Rana Rana needs to go fast. Karthik needs to come in. And again, right, when Karthik comes in and India is 32 for three in four overs, yes, there is a little sol sol solidarity in the batting order. You've got guys like Karthik and Kohli then to bat. So, so Raina's getting the runs. It's ugly runs. Um, but but yeah, there's, really no way yeah. there's, there's really no place for him in the team. And I hope, uh, we won't talk about the ODIs today, but I hope that Karthik gets a chance in the ODIs and, um, and that India can kind of find their uh, number four and five that we've been talking about. Yeah. So, just one more player. I remember back, I think last year or last, last year when India was touring Australia and the fourth, the final ODI when Manish Pandey scored that 100. That was when I thought that, you know, we've got our younger Raina version back and then there were high expectations. He had a decent IPL run, but not this year. So, that's also one player that I think India can groom and look out for because he has, uh, I think he has the potential to perform that role under pressure as well. He doesn't bowl, but uh, he's a good bat and good fielder as well. So My project, the only thing, Man and, and I like Manish Pandey, except for this year's IPL, where yeah. I constantly picked him in my fantasy team and he let me down. But I think the only thing Manish Pandey has going for him is that he's a he's a specialist lower order bat or middle to lower order bat. And that's our problem. Yeah. And that's honestly the problem with the England side too, we've talked about <laughs> on this show. It is uh, six top order batsmen trying to figure out where they play. Yeah. And 
Ar- Arana to an extent is a specialist five in in ODIs or T20s and limited overs if you want him to be, but he's batted at three too. So I think Pandey can can slot it. Pand- That's why I love Karthik for this side. That right? he can he's wants to play yeah. at five or six. You, you've Raj and these guys used to play dedicated five or six. We cannot keep having openers who yeah. just force fit into five or six. Yeah, yeah. and I mean Trainer's also struggled because of the size of the grounds here. They've been yeah. two very big grounds, so he hasn't been able to clear the rope as consistently as he would. Yeah. Yeah, fair. But I mean, he also has hit, I think, 60-odd or something, right? So, yeah, I, I just think, I think the, the, the reality is he, he shouldn't play. Karthik should play. Manish Pandey, yes. I think the next three to four years, right. Yeah. That's the right approach. The next 12 months, I don't think so. But um, I, think, I think you've got your team. You just have to decide who's going to play and give them their defined role. Yeah. All right. So, so let's move to the last section. Ashwin, do you want to take us through your uh, quiz? I, I think we should call you Derek O'Brien now. Yeah, maybe that's my that's my new title. But you were actually on the show, weren't you? On his show as a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you do any DJ? You yeah. don't remember? He was from Vasant Valley's rep on Bodvita, man. I was on the show and wrote last week when he saw. No, there is no clip. Everything has been deleted oh, from there's like. A clip. There's a clip. My dad will have it. We'll find it and send it to the. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, okay, on that happy note. Uh, so last week, for some, for, for our listeners, some of us, we debuted um, a quiz segment and we got some pretty positive feedback. So I'm going to try to recreate that and over time, maybe we'll juggle who does the hosting responsibilities. So this week, the format's a little bit different. Think of it, you know, the, the question, there's no way you're, anybody's going to get the answer correct. But think of it as an MBA consulting type style question where I'm going to ask you a question and you guys got to go closest, uh, give me a number and the closest to the right answer wins. Okay. So there's three questions. Mm-hmm. The first one, and I'm going to go person by person. DJ, I'm going to start with you because you had an unfair advantage last week. So you get the disadvantage of going first this week. I'm also the defending champion besides the legend. <laughs> DJ is a cheater. <laughs> okay. The question is one answer, one, one answer. One DJ. answer. Okay, no, no. Why are you so upset, answer? man? It happens sometimes. You have to lose. Okay. The question is if you if I list the top ten test run scorers of all time, mm-hmm. what is the cumulative number of runs they've all scored combined? Top ten run scorers. No Googling allowed, obviously. So think about it yeah. for a few seconds. You got to give me a number and whoever I'm going to write down. Cumulative test runs. Cumulative, cumulative test runs. So number of runs in the career for the top 10 run scorers combined. And I'm watching you guys if anybody takes out a laptop or phone to Google. No cheating. And the, the format is just closest wins. So I'll, I'm writing down all three of your scores. DJ, I'm going to give you 10 more seconds and then you got to spit out again. Yeah. Uh, and then I, okay. Same question will be for ODIs and T20s and then I have some tiebreakers. One, 165,000. Exactly one six five zero zero zero. Okay. Yeah. Your guess is locked. There's no top ten test scorers, right? Top ten test yeah. scorers combined. That's like sixty five thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Which would okay. be an av- an average of sixteen thousand runs each for the top ten. Vikram, let's come to you. Your guess. That, oh no 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 it's locked. I said it's no, locked. No, 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 no cheating. It's, it's locked. The right. highest one scorer ever has got 15,000. I'm just saying, Vikram. Yeah, Vikram. but your average is 16,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vikram, let's come to you. It's going to be like 120. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No cheating, no cheating. Okay, fine. Vikram, your guess. So, yeah, I'll go with, um, I'll go with 1,10,000. 1,10,512. 1,10,512. All right, and Varun, your guess. I'll go with 1,25. One two five zero zero zero. So the correct. Just say some random stuff. 
ंग The correct yeah, answer yeah. was Jayavardhan, but DJ again spoke out of turn. Oh, yeah, so I'm yeah, gonna yeah. dock him a dock him a I point for that. I gave it I three didn't times. I tell you I was. Got it right. Varun, you can redeem That's yourself true. if you can name three out of the guys that are not, or three out of the six names that were not on both lists. Yuvraj Singh. Alistair uh, Cook is not one of the ODIs, guys. Alistair Cook is on How the test. How can Yuvraj Singh? Alistair Cook is on the test list. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, and not on the ODI. Not on the ODI. Yeah. Who are the other five? players that were either on either list dj you're not asking you yet okay go on, man go ahead is um, abd abd is 9000 something so yeah. maybe on odi he's the 10th person he is not the 10th person on the odi okay. list is 10 is lara with 10400 round ah uh, okay okay all right guys so we're going to michael ask. clark michael clark is not on there dj do you have a guess So this is or somebody. One, or, or four? Do you have four guesses? <laughs> you still not legend, bro. Guys, this when is, you get to my stage, this you'll get four. This episode was won by our special guest Vikram. This yeah, is just you nice guys just try to redeem a little bit. So come on, we have five nice five names left of people. Two guys who are on the test list but not ODI, other than Cook, and two guys, three people who are on the ODI list not on test. Steve Wolf, Steve Wolf. Nope, Steve Wolf. No. One or, more, one or two more guesses, and I'm going to give it away. Michael Bevan. No, no, no. Also, no. Oh, yeah. Her, his average height. Okay. The two remaining guys, number eight on the test list, is our man who we talked about before, who batted with his son, Shivnarayan Chandrapal. Shivnarayan. And number ten on the list is a little bit old school. Is Alan Border with eleven thousand one hundred runs. Oh yeah. Just follow Alan Border, yeah. And then number four. Gavaskar, dude, come on. He's eleventh or twelfth. He just. He just got edged out. But I only copy pasted the top ten, so I don't have the whole list in front of me. Nice. Um, the four. Good to know your methods. Yeah, seriously. Number four on the ODI list is Varun can imitate his bowling action really well. Our man Sanat Jayasurya. Yes. Thirteen. Sanat. He's number four. Number four on the ODI list. Thirteen thousand four hundred runs. He played four hundred and forty-five matches, man. That's almost as much as. Unlike. 400 of those were against india and 12000 those runs came against india also. basically number 6 with 11700 runs is in zamamul haq and number 8 the uh, dj mentioned earlier is dada saurav ganguly with 11300 runs so he's not in the test list but he was on the odi so guys yeah. well played by all three of you but vikram takes our prize and uh, nobody really yeah, the prize is uh, you don't get anything the prize is bra- bragging rights you got to say you came on the show <laughs> Uh, and so, and just before, guys. just before I hand it back to Varun, quickly, Siddharth Kaul and Deepak Chahar have both made their debut in the T20, uh, are both entering the T20 wow. debut. Okay. Uh, Bhuvi's out, and Kuldeep is missing out as well. Interestingly, must be something to do with the ground. And then it looks like 
if I Ben Stokes has made his uh, uh, entrance and he's actually slotted in for Joe Root, which is pretty fascinating to say. So that's just that the the, the first ball in the 15 minutes. Varun, back to you. Awesome. So lots lots happening. 10 minutes to go. Uh, guys, tune in for the game, um, and of course, tune in next week. Listen to our podcast. Watch our um, show on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I think next week we'll wrap up the T20 series, talk about the first two ODIs, um, and let's see how that goes. So, all the best to India today. Thank you, guys. Hello, 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 everybody. It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On What the Hell Navya, Jaya Bachchan, Shwetananda and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Bama Nirani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shad Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled, but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, Senior Ambassador of the TEDx program and curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya, and on our show, Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.